To the ether. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. Today on the ether, into the interchain with Dave Cosmos. Let's take a listen. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thanks again for, for tuning in for those that have already heard me say this. And thanks for everyone else who's jumped in in the last couple minutes here. Dave, appreciate you hopping on today. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, uh, for the invite. Happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. So I think if we could kick off kick off this Twitter space for those that are that are in the community here that that don't know you, if you could give yourself an intro of who you are and what what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep it short, all right, guys, because um, I do a lot to be honest. But um, um, as of now. Um, my main job is uh, I work for uh, Lunar Digital Assets, uh, which some of you probably know. Uh, Lunar Digital Assets is um, basically uh, the largest marketing and incubation firm in crypto that provides the marketing for several giants, right? So uh, such as Polygon, uh, QuickSwap, Dogechain, uh, a lot, a lot of. Um, significant projects so that's basically my main job and what do i do in there it's basically um pd outreach um run ambassador programs um basically anything that comes with community building right so um in terms of my own account um i started like actively posting uh i guess two years ago right when i started to um basically share my vision in crypto i uh <laughs> i remember that i started with uh with trading <clears throat> then i discovered that i absolutely suck at trading i mean <laughs> everyone is a, is a fantastic trader in a bull market so i thought i was as well but um i wasn't to be honest so after this i started focusing more on um especially cosmos right um so i was always you know researching the market etc i did a lot of courses within uh, online courses about bitcoin crypto marketing web3 um you name it i uh, basically done it right so um you know my way into uh lunar digital assets is actually kind of cool um i joined a lot of ambassador programs right because i remember i was at like you know 500 followers in the beginning and i absolutely hated my nine to five life right so i searched for an opportunity an opportunity to um get into web3 but i, I had no idea how to do this so um basically what i started with is you know sharing visions and and things i knew about web3 or which i found interesting etc right and with that um i saw some of my favorite projects had ambassador programs right so i applied and applied and eventually you know i got in um several programs and with that um some of these programs were being um led by lda lunar digital assets and um you know by constantly grinding being active um 
giving suggestions, um, showing what you're worth basically in that program, that you're always there to help out, etc. Right. Um, I got picked out by Lunar Digital Assets, and that's my main job today. Very cool. Very cool. I appreciate the I appreciate the overview overview there. On the, I'd like to rewind kind of to the beginning of that um, and just kind of ask some questions, let the community hear, hear a little bit more of your story, hear about what you're excited about in the space, um, what you're excited about for the future over the course of this podcast. But rewinding to kind of the beginning for you, what was the initial thing that attracted you to crypto? How'd you, how'd you start specifically in it? You obviously said you started toying around with trading, but what was the differentiator there that got you into into this space versus any sort of traditional investment or traditional space? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's a great question, by the way. You know, um, as long as I can remember, um, it's basically a little bit in the family as well. As since I was about eleven to twelve years old, I started to study um, seriously, study online um, financial markets, right? So the stock stock market, um, crypto came along, but I had no idea what it was, even though it was interesting to me, right? So um, I got stuck in crypto basically and i started investing in crypto in around 2015. um back then you know as i just said i had no idea what i was doing but um i made some money right and even <laughs> i remember my mom you know advising to stop playing around with my money etc and you know in 2017 um with that insane bull market end of 2016 um i thought i made it basically right i <laughs> i thought i'd proven everyone wrong and um but after you know we all know what happened after that we had this major bear market right and um that's at that point you know um i thought like i want to do this but i don't know how right so at that point like after 2017 2018 2019 i started to educate myself like a lot um the more i digged into crypto the more interesting it was for me so um at that point you know i've taken trading courses etc but yeah like i said i'm I'm not uh very good at trading so <laughs> i stopped with this as well um but after that like i started to you know read a lot of books about um people who made it by you know uh, constantly um grinding and, and chasing their dreams and passions etc and i didn't know how but i did know that crypto was my thing right so um yeah like i said then i raised my twitter and um well basically i already had a twitter like for a very long time but i started actively actively posting on my twitter and um this way through my twitter through ambassador programs i basically um got into full-time crypto right and with that you know got involved with a lot of nft projects um other dApps and and uh protocols on various ecosystem um but the main thing like i'm an investor in adam since 019 so basically when adam was just a staking token right there was nothing there but i did see the bigger picture right and um nothing changed as of today um i'm still a big fan of adam and the cosmos ecosystem with that i'm a big privacy guy as well as you guys might know and um yeah that's basically it yeah, very cool. Thank you for that. It's always super fun to chat with with folks from a different background um, than finance or business or or development that have gotten into the space. And I know 
myself, I've got nonprofit background. I think we've we've chatted before, and for you coming out of a non-traditional background into the space as well, it's always fun to hear those stories. Is there anyone particular that that comes to mind that you're super impressed with their story of how they got into crypto? Um, well, several. <clears throat> to be honest, um, several. Like you know, uh, I got some close friends uh, in crypto. Obviously, they they work for LDA as well. But um, the CEO of um, Luna Digital Assets, for example, has a crazy story of how he um, basically from a young age was already obsessed with you know uh, stealing candies and selling them for money and. <laughs> Um, these kind of things right and also uh my friend aztec um has a crazy story as well right and um that goes for me as well like life hasn't been easy uh growing up like i mean everyone has a backpack basically right um but you know crypto basically got me off the street right and and i think like um a mindset you really need a mindset in crypto to you know stand through these bear markets have a web3 job see all your <laughs> your will your wealth pass away you know and all all these things like i do think you need a incredible mindset and people always say like you know um yeah you can uh say whatever you want your full-time crypto you're just you know lazy in-house but people have no idea what it actually takes right to run um several businesses or you know run uh, a proper protocol um the community all these things right and um, yeah, in terms of story, there are many, uh, I don't want to expose too many names, but um, a lot of people that are close to me, you know, I love their stories, you know, and for example, Elon Musk as well. I don't know if you know his story, but that's a fantastic story as well, right? And um, like, it's super interesting, but like you said, I find it super interesting to um, listen to people basically that have a cool story and made it into the space. Yeah, totally agree. It's super fun to, to look at. There's people from all all kind of walks of life in this space, whether they used to be a doctor or used to be a blue collar worker or used to used to be unemployed or whatever it is and are now in the space succeeding alongside alongside everyone else or at least grinding during during the market alongside everyone else. It's kind of a it's kind of the great equalizer the space at this stage at least, it seems like. Do you have any advice off for any of our listeners or anyone that's that's joining in on this space for getting into crypto as as a full-time as a full-time thing what were some of the biggest learnings for you as you went through that process of turning your (laughs) hobby into your career absolutely you know and and first of all it's it's i recommend everyone you know um if you got the uh, mindset for it i recommend crypto full-time crypto to everyone it's just a beautiful space right and i always say to people like if I can do it, you can do it. And and that's the honest truth, right? Um, I mean, I was a welder before, like many years ago, I was a welder and uh, I absolutely hated <laughs> welding. I mean, welding is a pretty, it's, it's a cool job, right? Um, but it's just not for me. Like the nine to five life, you know, you go to your, uh, you go to work, you get home, you get some dinner, you, you say your daughter goodbye and the same shit happens every day, every single day, right? And I was so sick of this. And um, like I said, you know, there are several ways to get into full-time crypto. Like, you know, there are a lot of people that apply on these online um on these online on these websites basically where they offer crypto jobs right so that's one way to go i had another entry like um like i said you know i was following all the projects i love closely and um when i saw you know when i discovered crypto twitter and i saw people you know sharing their visions sharing their stories sharing whatever um 
I saw that they, you know, grew in following and they got engagement and interactions with people. Sometimes they got retweeted by larger projects, right? And um, at that point, I was thinking like, you know, maybe I can do this as well. So all the education I've done before, I just started to share about it, right? So the following started to grow. Um, the engagement started to grow. And with that, like I just said, you know, I think ambassador programs, honestly, and I can say this because I've seen it like dozens of times, um, Ambassador programs are a way into Web3, full-time Web3, right? Um, because if you work as an ambassador for a project, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about a shield program, but a proper ambassador program where the use case, like, like the secret agents, right? Um, where the, the use case is basically to um, provide value to the chain, to the ecosystem, et cetera, instead of just tweeting nonsense constantly about a project, right? So I joined several of these um, programs in Cosmos ecosystem projects. And um, in the end, you know, I think I worked for like six months as an ambassador uh, for a project. And after six, six months, they asked me to get on a call with them. And this way, like I had no specific skill. I wasn't a graphic designer. My English is not, I'm not a native speaker, right? Um, I, so I'm not a good writer, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I had no specific skill, uh, what's usually required in uh, crypto, right? If you want a job uh, in Web3, full-time job. I had none of these skills, but by constantly grinding, uh, if the team needs something, be there, uh, make suggestions, um, prove that you're helpful within communities. Um, and that's what I did as an ambassador. And like I said, after six months, they reached out to me to get on a call. And uh, for the first time in my life, they said, we want to offer you a job. And that's when I got basically emotional, right? I was like, is this really happening, right? And um, you know, so that was my entry through that Cosmos ecosystem project. Um, they offered me my first real salary in crypto. And after that, right, because then um, you're starting to build up a resume, right? You've been ambassador for this, that, and that. Um, you've been hired as a marketing uh, lead for this project. And once you build up that resume, you will actually see that by networking, etc. Other you will get in touch with other people, especially as I was on the BD and outreach side as well for other projects. I got in touch with a lot of projects, right? From various ecosystems. And this way I got hired by several others. You know, but to go back at the basics, I do think that, you know, by constantly grinding for a project, even just as a community member, in the end, they will pick you out of there. You know, they see you're constantly helping and they will offer you either an ambassador job or to work closely with the team or even just be in touch with a team. You know, I was always like every month we had monthly calls in the ambassador programs. And that was, I didn't did it for, I didn't do it for those couple of extra tokens, you know, because we were incentivized for, um, for several things, right? We were closely with the team, so we were getting incentivized. And um, the thing I loved most about these programs were these monthly calls where you could actually connect and talk face to face on a video call with these guys that I saw as my heroes, basically, right? Um, by, you know, by constantly doing these things, um, eventually I got my job as well. And now among these guys working alongside on various ecosystems and um, providing value into the crypto space, basically. Yeah, all all really strong, really strong points there. And it's totally, totally the exact same case with, with Shade Protocol and so many of the community mods or community leads or people that help out part time uh, for our project, part time for others are just people that have put themselves out there in our community. And 
done done things just out of their own out of their own effort and started contributing to the community whether it's through through sim- simple things like like twitter threads or joining in on meme competitions or making bd connections just just out of the blue without us without us reaching out and there's these community members that start to put themselves up and start to bring themselves into leadership positions. So I totally would echo to anyone listening that kind of piece of advice there of if you're if you're on the edge or looking for ways to get into the space or contribute to projects that you're passionate about, you can totally just start doing it and bring some of those opportunities up for yourself just by starting to put yourself up there just by starting yeah. to contribute in in small ways that you can absolutely and uh <laughs> now you're saying this moderator yeah i've been a moderator for about like you know when i started uh uh when i got my got my first salary with um that cosmos project i also still was a moderator in like four to five other communities and i do gotta say like i have massive respect for moderators because that's where it started for me as well where i got my full salary from etc um but you gotta have a thick skin i mean it's um it's it's a very it's a cool job you know because you hang out with the community all day and uh you're constantly on the ground and you see what's happening but you do gotta have that thick skin that's something uh, i gotta just so massive (laughs) shout out to all the moderators out there yes i would totally i would really really reiterate that as well i've been super super impressed to watch so many different community leads in various ecosystems and projects that are putting in hours and hours and hours every day for something that for a lot of a lot of people isn't even their isn't even their full-time full-time job it's it's one thing for some of us that are that are in crypto full-time to be putting in hours and hours when it's when it is our only thing but there's some people that are just fully fully passion driven that are putting in all of these hours especially mods on secret network mods for shade protocol we appreciate all of you guys but it's it's really a it's really a passion thing and it really is definitely a way that you can start to set yourself apart from from some other community members and get these leadership positions for sure yeah absolutely couldn't agree more now now that you're you've been in the space for for a while um and you've been you've been interacting with tons of different projects and you've met tons of different teams what are some things that impress you when you when you meet a team and what are some things that like really feel like set apart some of the teams that are that are winning right now during this bear market versus versus others that maybe have fallen off or maybe haven't seen as strong of a adoption um, in the last year, year and a half? Yeah, that's a good question as well. You know, um, personally, I'm a huge DeFi fan, right? DeFi privacy. Um, that, that's my thing, Cosmos. Um, but, you know, also in Cosmos, um, the thing that I've like, I've made mistakes myself. Like, you know, I've worked when I was trying to get into, um, well, basically I already was into full-time crypto, but as you know, um, it gets sometimes you just need an extra job because things are, are hard or whatever it is in life, right? And um, so um, I, I remember, what was the name? It doesn't even matter. I'm not gonna mention any names, but I remember getting on a, being invited for a call, right? Cosmos project and uh, these guys uh, had their video camera on and it just felt okay, right? It felt like their vision, everything. I felt aligned with it. Um, 
uh, so of course I posted about them as well because like I always post about my own investments right so um, I was super excited about these guys about the project about the long-term vision etc etc so I started to work with these guys um, you know and uh, after a while like um, they rocked right and I was like you know <laughs> I've been representing these guys. I've been backing them. I've been working with them. They deleted their Telegram. You know, they stopped posting on their Twitter. I couldn't reach them anymore, you know. And um, these things are horrible. Like, uh, my investment obviously went went from uh, went to zero. Um, but these things, right? So I made the decision for myself. Like, if I work now, I work with Lunar Digital West. So I don't work like uh, as a person. I don't need to work with Cosmos projects anymore, like the way I did back then. But like, for example, being doxxed is a major thing now for me because of what happened there, right? I think it was um, last year, maybe summer. Um, <clears throat> because of what happened there. Um, I don't say like docs being docs is necessary, but I just don't take my risks anymore, right? I need to know who the founder is, I need to know who the core team is, uh, what their background is, etc. So if you ask me, like, you know, um, I don't say being docs is mandatory mandatory, but I do say let that is a huge thing for me, basically from my own experience. Like I won't make that mistake again. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, for example, I was invited as well um to work with a project and I was actually super excited about it, but I decided to leave uh, as soon as I heard that they um we're not going to dox themselves, not now, not ever, right? Uh, and I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but it just doesn't work for me. I need transparency, right? And that's something uh, I, I also think in, in Cosmos in general, right? The transparency, the open-minded feeling, the community feeling that we have, um, you just need to be, you know, at least privately doxed or, you know, at least your community needs to know who the founder is or uh, who a few people of the team are. And if you don't have these intentions, I just don't take any risks anymore, right? So, um, yeah, that's that's like my main thing, personally. I'm not sure if that answers your question. To be honest, I already forgot your question. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. And I think that's uh, definitely, definitely a great point. And we've seen, even for myself, I'm on the partnership side of things at shade and working working on bd and meeting with people constantly and even hopping on a call and someone's got their camera on and their real name on their on their video call and you can chat with them actually person to person really does leaps and bounds for making you yeah. confident partnering with and having conversations with these other projects and and not in the sense that maybe I need the first and last name of the individual and I need to know where they live and what what organization they work for legally and all that type of stuff. But more so, it's really nice, it's comforting, and it's important for a lot of people to be able to have a real visual on the actual humans that are that are working with these projects that they're trusting with their with their finances a lot of times. So it's it's definitely something that I've seen grow in popularity, I feel like. It's kind of becoming more and more of the norm over the course of the the past few months i've really seen it uh increasing of how many people are camera on real name and bio that type of stuff and i've really enjoyed it um it really does help i agree give you confidence in partnering with or working with or investing in projects when you know who the people are that are that are building these applications that we're using absolutely yeah 
one of the one of the things you said right at the beginning of your of your last um of your last statements there was that part of being an influencer is you're sharing about your investments, you're open about projects that you're associated with. What's it like as an influencer to have that expectation that people know who you're investing in, people are trusting your your advice and obviously it's not like financial financial <laughs> advice but it's still opinions and what what's it like to have people relying on your opinions for informing what they're doing? Uh well, yeah, I got to say like, you know, I don't see myself as an influencer. Um uh, let me say that first. Like, you know, I have my personal page. Like Dave Cosmos is my page, right? And everyone is free to follow this or unfollow this or agree with what I say or don't agree, right? Uh everyone has his opinions and so do I, right? Um but definitely to lead more into what you say, it does have pros and cons, right? I mean, uh especially since my following grew pretty significantly significantly because of you know various projects various ecosystems i've worked with um so you know um i'm a big cosmos guy but like i said you know when you cover something that either rocks on you and your community and the whole cosmos ecosystem you're basically uh screwed right because you covered them on your page you have a lot of followers um i do think i have one rule right um as you know i don't see myself as influencers so when i invest in things i would never tweet about something that i haven't invested in or um that i'm not involved with right so that's one rule i have right so often you have no idea how many tweets i have on a daily basis or how many dms i have on a daily basis from you know some random meme coin that wants to give me 500 bucks to tweet about it no <laughs> that's not gonna happen right i mean uh, i only tweet about uh projects that i'm involved with myself or or invested in myself right and i think that's the most ethical thing to do there as well um point two like I basically learned my lesson from what happened so i don't take the payment um that's point two you know and that's the cool thing about cosmos as well right it almost doesn't happen in here and of course if you join a team you get incentivized and you get excited so you tweet about them you could see that as paid marketing but on the other end you're involved with the team so everyone who's involved with a team is proud of what they're building and they will share about this right um, but to be seen as an influencer, like I said, as pros and cons, like uh, on the one end, it's super cool that, you know, projects reach out to you to uh, look into their protocol or DAP or whatever it is, right? And to connect with all these projects, that that's a major pro, right? The network that comes with it, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with all of these projects and I have a good relation with uh, relationship with almost all of these projects. So that's amazing. That's a huge pro. And also for everyone, I think networking is a key aspect, right? Um, the negative side of it is basically what I just explained. Like um, when you talk about a project that either goes down in price or they rock or they whatever it is, if it's negative, you're the person to blame. Right. Even though you lost your investment yourself as well. Um, and I do get it. Right. Don't get me wrong. I do get it. If you're basically like, for example, I follow Elon Musk and I love everything he says. And he um, says he, he has invested in Doge and I invest. And that's why I invested in Doge as well when it was at 50 cents. And then it crashes to one cent or five cent, whatever. I do get the frustration. On the other end, like I can't mention it enough. Um, that's what I tweet about is obviously not financial advice, as you said as well. And um, 
you know, I give my personal opinions, my personal perspectives about things. And of course, I regret it. You know, if I if I like, for example, last year, what happened? You know, I couldn't sleep for like days, you know, um, it bugged me over and over again that you basically stood up and worked with a team and they rug on you. And with that, your community and the whole Cosmos ecosystem, that's painful, dude. Like, you know, that's horrible. On the other hand, you learn a lot from these things. Um, and I get that people are angry and frustrated and, um, you know, um, in the end, you just think by yourself, I, w I wish I could uh, turn back the time basically, you know, and, and get out of this project or not even be involved with these guys. Um, but you know, these things happen. And, um, so what, yeah, that's big pros and big cons basically. And that's why I keep pushing always on the idea that this is my personal page, right? If you don't like what I tweet about, feel free to follow me. Never take anything as advice. That's the only thing I can do. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good, a really good clarification there of differentiating yourself between an influencer or like a news outlet or a financial advice page and you who have a personal page and because of projects that you've worked with and because of uh, some information that you share, you just have a large following, but that does kind of make it make it difficult for sure. I can see when you're lumped in then with people who are influencers and are getting paid to to show projects that are just are just there for there for money. Um, but it's de definitely good to have that clarification. And really, I would also reiterate too from from the shade side from my personal opinion side and really a lot what you see see in the space is that when it comes down to it whether you're following someone as an influencer or you're following someone because you like their content before you're investing uh dyr do your own research it's realistically up to the individual still too to make sure that they're making wise investments that they're looking into teams that they're comfortable with their investments before before they put money into it but yeah, totally, totally great points. What are yeah. what are some, what are some no, things? Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to like uh, the last thing I want to say about this. Uh, when I first uh, when I started, you know, to grow in following, etc. Um, I, I took, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. I'm, I, I took money because, you know, I wrote threads about uh, certain projects that I was involved with, etc. Of course, I got paid like because my <clears throat> my uh, included in the deal was basically that I would tweet about them, right, while doing other things internally. Um, that were the initial deals like two years ago, one year ago, um, that came with it. Like, you know, if you work for us, can you also roll out these threats about us and um, cover us on your page um, and, and stuff like that? Um, but I never said to ever buy a token or, um, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, totally. And there's there's definitely a difference between influencers and individuals that just have have large followings and you can you can tell totally when people are willing to be transparent like yourself about about projects that they're interested in and their opinions on them versus people that are just just shilling for for paid promotions so always always be be aware of of what you're listening to as a as a consumer and do do your own research it's super important on on that kind of level of your opinions on projects are there any particular projects in the space that you're super excited about about right now? Obviously, you mentioned being a privacy maxi, so I'm sure there's some there's some shade and and secret on on that. But what are some other projects in the ecosystem that you're particularly excited about? 
Yeah, shade and secrets are my um, my gems. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm a huge DeFi guy. And with that, you know, if you believe in DeFi and then mix DeFi with privacy, I mean, come on, you know, you just <laughs> you just gotta see it, right? And if you, it it totally depends on on you know. I always try personally to invest in things where I think um, basically where the market is lagging. Right, that's how I always try to uh, make my investments. Right, and with that, there are definitely like I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but Sui Network is coming up in the next two to three months, uh, approximately. I'm really bullish about that because um, I think this chain is a new layer one, but it's um, basically heaven for GameFi. Right, I mean, uh, because of the composability, the uh, mutability low latency the instant finality and the amazing speed i do think that you know if you guys are not aware of uh sui network not financial advice but <laughs> have, a, have a have a look at it because it's um it's super interesting if you go to the um documentation of sui for example i do think this is going to be uh a titan i honestly think so so outside of cosmos i'm having my eyes on sui and inside of cosmos it's basically for my for me now um it's obviously adam secret shade um juno i'm also excited about avmos and um probably a few that i'm forgetting you know i also think that stars is going to do incredibly well in the future i mean um i met a few of those devs and i think they have some incredible devs working uh on stargate so i do think they are going to do incredibly well in the next bull run um so yeah those are a few picks of my yeah all all great teams and i've definitely been keeping my eye on sui network they're they're a super cool team and i think they're what they're building is pretty impressive i'm excited to see see how it turns out in the next in the next year 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 and a half for them what are let's dial in a little bit more on on cosmos we spent a bunch of time talking about your your background and and how you're situated as an individual which is always super fun um to to hear specifically but in in your opinion what are some things that the, maybe one or two things that the cosmos does well and what are some things that the cosmos needs to improve on in the next next year to two years to really make it a strong competitor in in the space and continue to make it a, a thriving ecosystem that projects are going to keep jumping into yeah solid questions <clears throat> sorry um like i think um you know obviously <clears throat> sorry interchange staking you know interchange security is is coming out soon and um i think that's gonna drive significant um value to the token to the atom token itself and and with that to the whole ecosystem um so i'm i'm super excited about ibc as well right i mean you see major um ecosystems coming over to cosmos basically right enabling ibc etc not saying um necessarily that's um Enabling IBC is gonna give token uh, token value to Adam. That's not what I'm saying, but I do think it's you know important for recognition and uh, eventually achieve mass adoption, right? Um, in terms of cons, I do think that Cosmos, you know, the most 
uh, common thing that I hear back from, for example, our clients or people I'm personally associated with is that it's extremely hard for now, even though it's, you know, uh, easy accessible, the chain itself, but um, to get in touch with Cosmos itself. Like if you're a dev and you need support, um, you can, yeah, you have to wait for a while. And I do think that that's something that Cosmos needs to approve on. Um, not sure if they should hire an extra team for that, for a sort of support team or something along those lines. And uh, <clears throat> I don't mean this in a negative way as well, but that's the most common thing I get back from uh, various Cosmos builders yeah i definitely hear a reasonable amount of that on kind of all sides of the of the cosmos ecosystem whether it's individual education on the consumer side of it being difficult to figure out what exactly is going on in the cosmos or on the development side new teams not knowing exactly how how the sdk or how wasm or tendermint exactly works and we've we've had our fair share of teams reach out to us for for assistance on on things that they don't understand so on one hand where it's it's an incredibly complicated ecosystem and maybe it's not mature to the point where there's always adequate support from from core teams at cosmos i think there's also like a really strong community basis amongst all of the projects willing to support other teams that are looking to get into the space so it's it's definitely an issue, but there's also such a cool community in Cosmos around education and helping out other teams and all of that that have really still allowed it to thrive. Absolutely. Yeah, on that point, I have to uh, agree. Like I always say about Cosmos, you know, no competition. Um, and I do feel like that's basically how building is in Cosmos because like um, not everyone, of course, not all the projects, but a lot of projects are working together, right? And that's a beautiful thing to see, like supporting each other wherever needed. Um, that's something I get back as well from multi-projects, right? That a lot of them are all connected and on calls with each other, et cetera, supporting each other. And I do think like, um, even though it might have changed a little bit because of, you know, um, there happens, there happens a lot in this space, but I do think the Cosmos community is super strong. And the cool thing about Cosmos is that it's owned by the community so yeah that's the last thing i want to add about that yeah it's definitely been something that i've been really really happy about in the space of having such a strong core community to that's just just involved on it on every layer and i can maybe name off the top of my head one or two teams that are difficult to work with and maybe don't fit the general kind of cosmos community ethos but outside of that, almost every other team that I can think of that I've talked to is bullish on partnerships and helping out other teams and seeing the cosmos in general thrive outside of even even just their own project, which is always always super cool uh, to see to see there. I'm also really interested to see things like things like map of zones continue to evolve in all of these consumer focused aspects of the cosmos that help it become easier to navigate. Um, and just see kind of how how that ends up ends up turning into into more of a more of an accurate accurate map and more of a updated information repository and there's all sorts of things of projects that I've never heard of every day that are popping up in the cosmos so to see these these applications that help people navigate that is something that I'm really excited for in the future. You've let's. Let, I'd like to use the last few minutes here before we go to a community AMA. You've mentioned a few times that you're 
that you're bullish on chain and secret network and privacy in general. Would you would you highlight a few things for me on what you're super excited about for Shade Protocol coming down the pipeline and why why Shade caught your attention initially as a as a project? Absolutely. So um, as <laughs> as a common thing in Cosmos, I got to know about Shade through the airdrop, right? So, um, but you know, I'm a massive De- uh, DeFi guy, and um, I think DeFi is the future because you know. DeFi is um, changing the traditional financial system by providing financial services that are accessible, transparent, and open to everyone, right? So um, my DeFi um, vision has always been there and, and it's just started to grow, you know, like uh, for way too long, you know, governments have controlled literally everything we do uh, through DeFi, you know, as shade, secret. Uh, we basically take control of our financial well-being um we can all access financial services without intermediaries right so um that's also why i favor shade right as this is both DeFi and private so no government can track what we do i hope they're not listening now have you uh <laughs> uh maybe shade can invent something for that as well to make the uh, twitter spaces private but um <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, through de- to, uh, DeFi, we all have access to financial services, right? Um, reduce costs in a, trend- in a transparent way. And I think it's most beneficial in developing countries, you know, who are unserved by the governments or for those who have poor credits. I think, you know, those guys are in need of DeFi, you know. Um, also in traditional finance, like decisions are made by the government, you know, another small group of people. <clears throat> but in DeFi, decisions are made by the community and that's a gorgeous thing and that's perfectly aligns with the cosmos um feeling basically right so i think personally we are at the beginning of a true revolution uh of a more democratic and transparent financial system and secret and shade uh, are key players here right and honestly um you know i don't want to show anything but <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly how I feel, you know, and that's also why I tweet a lot about secrets, about shade, um, because like, you know, <clears throat> sorry, guys, I have a call. And uh, in a nutshell, you know, I think DeFi is a, re- a revolution because the accessibility, transparency, uh, lower fees, you know, uh, better returns, it gives back the power to the people, basically. And doing this on a private way, you know, to not um, basically uh stop, you know, being controlled. Uh, I think that's the most, I always say, what if, for example, Netflix or YouTube, right, they want to start running on blockchain or a game, whatever it is, right? They want to start running on blockchain. Um, Netflix or YouTube doesn't want you to see uh, their transactions. They're all the things they do behind the scenes, right? So what is their way? Like, honestly, um, people call me crazy, but I think that secret network, for example, can be the solution for these kind of institutions, right? Because of <clears throat> you can choose um, whether you show your data or not, right? So I think, like, why should... Um, this is basically my only thought, like, you know, in general, why I think secrets and shade, et cetera, has so many, so much potential um, because of like institutions need this. No one, not not Google, not no one wants you to look behind the scenes. Right. And secret and shade offer these things. So um, that's what I'm most excited about. And I do think this is the, you know, you have Monero, obviously, but I do think that secret is a front runner in terms of tech. Um, so yeah, you got my bet for sure in terms of mass adoption and, um, the, the future basically. Yeah, m- most definitely. And we, we always appreciate a little bit of 
little bit of shade shilling from our from our guests on here if we can get it but definitely i think one of the one of the big things that i kind of noticed or wanted to key in on there is is the privacy being essential for some of these applications that we see in web 2 to transfer over to any sort of on-chain application and there's still this interesting kind of negative connotation around privacy of it being something that people are trying to hide malicious activity or people are trying to are trying to obscure data that they that's um, important for the public to see or something like that but it becomes super practical when you start to think about how does a Netflix come on chain? How does an institution have their have their financial lending service on chain? And all of these, you can list hundreds and hundreds of Web two use cases for finance, for application, for entertainment, for for data that need privacy baked in for them to function at all. And none of those are in any sense, in any sense, malicious. And, or and they're really just necessities in web two that are going to be long-term necessities in web three as well. So I, th I think it's definitely interesting to keep that, keep that perspective of the utility of privacy in opposition to something that's any sort of hidden, negative, obscured thing, because really privacy, when it comes down to it is solely about utility and functionality for all of these industries to, to join the space. In the, yeah, in the last couple of minutes here, um, I'll just say I'll turn it over to community AMAs. Yep. So if you've sure. got any questions for Dave Cosmos related to anything that we've talked about or anything that we didn't mention, request to speak. We'll have the Shade account bring bring you up if you if you raise your hand here. Request to speak. Also, feel free to type a question in the chat. Dave, is there anything that we missed or that you wanted to talk about towards the end here as we wait for anyone to get to get brought up? Um, not really. Like you know, the, the last thing, like um, about what you just mentioned, right? I don't see any other way. Personally, I might have um, you know secret glasses on that might be possible, but I don't see or privacy glasses, however you want to call it. I don't see any other way that how um, there will truly be mass adoptions for like these large institutions we talked about, right? I don't see any other way personally whether they're going to use Monero, Secrets, uh, Zcash, whatever, right? but I just don't see it, right? How else are we going to make sure um, that it's all shielded and all their data stays behind doors, basically? That's that's why, you know, if, you, if, you can't, if you're not bullish about um, privacy tech, then I don't know what to tell you, basically, because of this main reason, right? Yeah. Did I, did I interrupt you there, Dave? No, Sorry, I... absolutely not. Perfect. I was just making sure sound, sound didn't cut out there. But yeah, 100%, I think, if you're not bullish on privacy tech, it's like it's like not being bullish on cloud storage or or data analytics or something that's just base necessity to any sort of industry functioning in a holistic sense within this space. So that's that's our opinion over at Shade for sure when it comes to DeFi. But that's a super great point, and I'm always surprised when people don't find privacy to be a necessity. Uh, Red, I see you just got brought up here. I'll let you unmute and ask your question to to Dave whenever you're ready. Appreciate it. Um, this has been a great conversation, uh, Dave. I really appreciated you telling your story about uh, your transition into working in Web3 and working in the blockchain industry. Um, personally, I, I have found it fascinating, all the different types of individuals that end up joining the industry and their different backstories and 
you know, I think you highlighted something that I have personally found true, um, you know, in my communications with people across this industry is that this, this industry really does attract people from all walks of life. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people with a variety of different skill sets that could um, find themselves succeeding uh, working in the blockchain industry. Um, you know, for me, where I live, uh, this is just a, you know, something, uh, it's just something I kind of have to deal with, but like, I don't live around an incredibly diverse group of people. Uh, the, the jobs that I uh, worked at previously, uh, working in operations management, you know, my, my scope of individuals, cultures, ideas was very limited. And so uh, making that jump into Web3 has allowed me to expand my uh, kind of mental horizons much more so than I could have ever done. Um, and my something I've noticed um, kind of contradicted something you had said, and I completely realize uh, that, you know, it's a personal opinion. You stated that. Um, particularly about the risks of non-docs teams and individuals and the considerations that one has to make when dealing with these teams. Um, you know, from my perspective, as someone who now works full-time in crypto, who uses a pseudonym to uh, identify myself in this space, um, it has allowed me, my lack of, unquote, doxing uh, to the public has allowed individuals to judge me based on the merit of what I do and what I say versus what I look like and the resources that I own. Um, and this is something that I personally really value. Um, you know, many people who have, I guess, followed me since I've kind of joined the space when I was doing House of Shade stuff or anything I might be doing with uh, Shade Protocol. You know, I've shown my face many times. Obviously, I speak often um, and I'm not, I, I don't shy away from, uh, you know, the public sphere. Um, but I do think that, you know, the non-doxing, us being kind of uh, not necessarily anonymous, but pseudonymous uh, does have its values. And I'm curious, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> first of all, beautiful story there, right? Like, um, I love to hear these kind of kind of things. And uh, definitely hit me up, you know, um, to connect more often. Um, and thank you for your question as well. Yeah, like I said, during um, this is based on, you know, personal experience, bad experiences, to be honest. But I do not ever think or say that being um, doxxed is mandatory. Right. Because I do think like after a while and after, you know, if you really get involved with teams and build something together, etc., um, you know each other. Right. Um, so I do think, you know, um, there's value in uh, being anon towards the public, but to each other, basically internally. Um, that's where I saw the issue. Right. When someone I work with for months, for example, still doesn't want to say his first name. Right. Then I start or what country he's from. You know, I already had an accent, but he didn't want to tell me where he was from. Uh, didn't want to mention his name. If he was <laughs> having a wife, having kids, nothing. Right. And that is a lack of trust for me. Right. Um, so being anonymous towards the public can have many reasons. I mean, there are people in Web3 uh, that basically came over from Web2 uh, with a pretty significant status. Right. Um, so I do get that. Absolutely. Um, what I don't get is if you work internally with a team and they have no clue who you are, not even your first name or whatever. Right. So that was basically what I meant there. Um, and of course, you know, 
towards the um it's also how professional you are in this matter right so if you raise a project what i absolutely don't like for example if i see a white paper and everyone has different nft pictures or in his white paper of the team right then i have <laughs> i usually have the feeling of you know you can just as much you know um exclude the team page because this just looks awful basically right but if those teams are uh, internally docs to each other in good communication etc i do think it's fine you know but that's basically my point right um the the biggest problem is when i work with a team behind the scenes right and they don't even want to tell me their name or where they're from i think that's an issue because that sort of planning you know one day i will leave or one day you know i will run something along those lines i just that's that yeah no that that makes complete sense um like the perspective you're bringing up that intern that lack of internal trust is a definite huge red flag um you know and there's there's many community members that i've met uh, throughout my time, I I formally kind of started working uh, in crypto uh, part time in the summer of 2021, and I made the jump to full time uh, at the beginning of January this year. Um, and so, you know, there have been many people from LDA that I've met. I got to meet Aztec down in uh, Austin for the first time, and um, you know, so I. I I do empathize and sympathize with what you're saying about the internal trust that's needed. Um, but I'm glad you also recognize the value of, of at least having some pseudonymity uh, with the public. Absolutely. And congratulations, by the way, on getting full-time crypto. Yeah, we've, we've been super happy to have Red working more and more frequently, frequently with our team here. But that's, that's totally good points from both of you guys. I think when it comes down to it, it's, like a lot of other things in life of there is kind of a necessary balance with even a subject like uh, anonymity in kind of personal identity in, in this space of there's safety and there's benefit in maybe not, not showing your face to a large community or not having your full name out there or your, your history out there for everybody. And there's also benefits towards people knowing who you are when they're when they're working with you and having a general idea of your of your character and who you who what type of person you are and what type of things that you've done previously so it's totally a balance and everybody's got their own situations that that kind of make make them lean one way or another so if we've got any other questions here i'll wait another second or two to see if delts brings anyone up if not Thank you, uh, Dave, for, for hopping on. It was really great conversation. Thanks, Red, for hopping up and asking some questions. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks a lot for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I mean, um, it's an honor to speak with you guys. And um, yeah, for, for anyone else, you know, feel free to always hit me up in my DMs. It might take some time to respond because I got a lot of DMs, but uh, I will always get back to you, you know, for any questions or whatever, just have a chit chat. Um, I'm always down to talk with uh, people out of, you know, the secret community or just Cosmos community or <laughs> basically uh, anyone in crypto, right? Um, I helped a lot of a lot of people out of the audience here as well. Like I helped them uh, with a lot of jobs, for example, in crypto. Um, so yeah, always hit me up if you uh, if you have anything. Basically, a hundred percent. And of course, go to at Dave Cosmonaut on Twitter and hit him with a follow if you're not already. Hope hope that most of our community is already aware of you. But again, thanks for thanks for hopping on here, Dave. It's always fun to to hear your story, get a little bit more of a behind the scenes conversation with some of the some of the people that are popular in the space here so thanks again for your time appreciate it all right everyone have a great rest of your day bye everyone 
Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Into the Interchain, featuring Dave Cosmos, hosted by Shade Protocol. Recorded on Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Over shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Terror spaces. <laughs>